Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast, where we exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. This is Grace Point Daily with Greg and Kelly. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Nice day? Beautiful day. Yes, beautiful day. Well, today on Grace Point Daily with Greg and Kelly, we have a very special guest who traveled here just to see me. (laughs) You were the only reason. (laughs) Oh, I would like to think so. But today we have on the program my mother-in-law, Kelly's mom, Nikki Lundy, and she has traveled here with her husband all the way from South Carolina, 850 miles to see us for Thanksgiving. And we're very grateful that she's here. We're going to have good food. Yes. So today on the podcast, we're just going to talk with Nikki and just have her share her story of of who she was and where the Lord brought her to and and what's going on in her life now. So Miss Nikki, would you please introduce yourself to everybody? Well, hello. (laughs) Um, Greg is a very special guy. I did really come just to see him. Um, I'm flattered. I'm I'm, I'm very blessed to have him in my life. Kelly's got got her a good husband, and I'm thankful for that. (laughs) And, of course, she's sweet. He's lucky to have her. Oh, that's that's for sure. Oh, that's why we invited you to do the podcast with us. Yeah. She's saying nice things, right? Yes. All right, well, enough about us. Get on. Come on. (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) When I when Greg asked me to do this, I thought, oh boy, but um, I'm just going to flow from the heart. Yeah. And I guess to start it, I would say, I, as a child, I was raised in the Midwest in Niles, Michigan, and I was not in a church at all until about when I was five years old, and my sister got hit by a car very seriously. Um, she was hurt very seriously, and my mother went to the hospital, and she went in and she prayed in the chapel and said, if you let my daughter live, I'll go to church. You know how we make the promises? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She made that promise, and she fulfilled it, and we started going to the Catholic Church. So to put that in perspective, it was a very liberal church compared mm-hmm. to the conservative church that I was, as an adult, attended. Mm-hmm. So... um at that time of my life, I went. I stayed in the Catholic Church until I was probably twenty-five, mm-hmm. and I then I started at the Charismatic Renewal. Oh. My cousin invited me to go to church with her uh, to a prayer meeting, and at that time, I was not serving the Lord. Okay, I was attending the bar. Ah, I see. Not the church. (laughs) And I had just had a baby. I was so overwhelmed with life. My husband was going through an apprenticeship, and I just, I had my daughter that was five, Kelly, and then I had just had my son, Jason. And I thought, oh, to get out of this house, I will go anywhere. <laughs> Isn't that so, how God does it? <laughs> yes. It had nothing spiritual in it at all. Sorry, well, I know, well, I know Jason's an angel, so it must have been. <laughs> it was me that she wanted to get away from. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. So um, I went to that prayer meeting, and when I was sitting there, I was so overwhelmed with the atmosphere of love and the flow of worship that was there i said to myself that was the day i actually started my personal walk with christ Mm. and i said i don't know what that these people have but i want it 
And yeah. that was the beginning of the change of my life. Amen. The relationship. The relationship with yeah. Christ. When I really went into loving Christ and knowing Christ, up to that point, I knew there was a Christ. I knew that there was something good in the way people lived, mm-hmm. but it was, wasn't anything about who, who Christ was. I didn't really know him at all as my personal Savior. So um, once that happened, my life just turned upside down and become wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> Just right. so wonderful. The miracles, you know, I look back and I think how God took this mixed up, crazy kid and made her into a woman of God is just really a miracle. Mm-hmm. But I will say the key to that is when I decided to have a personal relationship with Jesus, I went head over heels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no little bit for me. Mm-hmm. I was driven to just be all that I could be. I would go, I was at that time, um, after the re- pers- when I was at the renewal, I started going to... Michiana Christian Embassy in Niles. And I got there because my daughter, we went there to visit with with my sister. Oh, okay. And she said, on the way home, she said, well, Mom, couldn't we just go to church there? Well, I was kind of ticked off because I didn't want to <laughs> follow my sister. I, I <laughs> A little thought, rebellious there. Huh? Yes, yeah. I thought, oh, you got to be kidding yeah. me. But I had also enjoyed it too. So that was my mm-hmm. beginning in the the conservative church that I more conservative church, the more well, by, by uh, living the right way. Sure. Okay. Right. I started getting rid of outward things that sanctification. Yes. Did yeah. not glorify right. the Lord. Right. And that's when I started. And I look back and I think how funny this was because I had no dress clothes. Are you kidding me? I had. I had party clothes, go down to the bar clothes, but no church clothes. Yeah. So, but I was so excited, I didn't care. So I would go in and I would have my jeans on. And back then, that was a lot of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't wear jeans to church. <laughs> yeah, they did yeah. wear jeans to church. Ah. But I went and I wore jeans to church, and I sat in the front row. <laughs> Isn't that the way it works too? Yes, That's I when did God not does care. That, you don't care. Yeah. Yep. Right. I did not care, and I I wouldn't miss a Sunday school or. I, I think once I got hooked up with um, that church, I, I can count the times I missed on two hands. I mean, I just yeah. always wanted to be there. I was so hungry for what they had. Okay. How, what what kept you there? What kept you going? You know, a lot of people, because they get saved, and then they, mm-hmm. they, they come to church, and they're in. But what is it that you think, I mean, what was different for it you? It was discipleship. Okay. I yeah. have to say... Um, Back in those days, I was in my um, late 20s and early 30s, and I did not really know how to be a Christian wife, mm-hmm. a Christian mother, a Christian right. sister. Right. And how to live for the Lord. Yes, right. how, to, how to live a sanctified life right. and do it with balance and everything like Christ wants us to do. Sure. Right. So you need to be plugged in somewhere. You need to make sure you go to those things that are yes. offered. Yes. Yeah, okay. There's a reason why. They have more services than just Sunday morning. Right. Because we need to eat more than just one meal. Right. In the spirit as well as in the flesh. That's good. That's good. So I was one that every time the church doors were open, I was, I wanted to be there. Right. Right. I just, I had a heart for Christ and I would spend my, I would go and spend my days. My husband says this. He makes a joke about this. He said, my wife will not ever 
work a job that she gets paid at, but if you ask her to do something for free, she'll make sure she's there. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I'll look back here. And I would. I would go in there. My kids, I would go in there and like, I'd get up and go in there like eight o'clock in the morning and just go in and clean the church, clean the kitchen. Uh, When the school began, they started a school at our church. I varnished the desks and I sanded them all down. I would be there all by myself, but I was so felt so blessed to just be with mm-hmm. all those Christian people yeah. and fellowship with them. Wow. And the funny thing is, God will t- meet you where you're at and he'll take you where you're going. Right, right. And I didn't have a lot of confidence in who and being the godly person that God wanted me to be. I was more. I could do. I was. I was sure I was capable of doing anything physically that he wanted me to do. <laughs> mm-hmm, I could sure. I, I yeah. do anything in the flesh. I mean, the manual stuff. Right. I was fine right. with it. But if anyone ever said to me, do you want to help with vacation Bible school or do you want to do a Sunday school? I was like, panic, panic mode. No, no, no. I had no confidence in myself mm-hmm. in, in that area of my life. But back again, God meets us where we're at. Yeah. And he takes us where we're going to be. Right. And everybody that struggled with that, think about that. So what, what got you, what helped you get confidence, do you think? Well. I mean, what'd you do? I believe that it was uh, a friend of mine, Sherry Whitaker, and I went to a, a Michigan, um, state of Michigan retreat of the Assemblies of God. And we had, uh, we went in a class with the lady and she prayed for me and I got slain in the spirit. And then she spoke over me and she said, you will teach. Mm. Wow. God is going to raise you up and you are going to teach. Wow. Well, later that day when we were having lunch, Sherry and I laughed and I said, uh, I really like that lady, but I just am not even thinking I'm ever going to teach it. You're not claiming that one. Huh? No, I don't think, I don't think that's what God's got headed for yeah, me. So, yeah. so, but and that's really hard when God, when God calls you to do something that's out of your comfort zone. Yes. It's the first thing you think is, well, I'm not even qualified to do that. I can't even. Yes. Well, and see, before you said that that lady prayed that over you, I was just sitting here thinking about all the people that you've touched. Just, I mean, in the 20 years that I've known you, all the people that have come in and out of your life that you've um, spoken into and taught and that have gone on to other areas of ministry. Right. And mm-hmm. and then yeah, you and just may, said that, and I was like, wow. I mean, that's just what just even things that have been going on. Like that, my observation, just listening to you talk, is like you're right. It is discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is somebody speaking, and and it's you disciple people that that aren't qualified, but God is the one who steps in. God is the one who qualify who qualifies them. Yes. He, he takes that person that doesn't know anything, or and he uses that. Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure as Christians that we. Speak into people. No, you can do this. This is something that got, you know, uh, that's good. Yes, you're right, Kelly. And yeah. as you say that, I was thinking because a lot of it is um, God, God will take a person that is humble. I was very humble in that area because I had, mm-hmm. I, you know what you're I didn't have a clue. <laughs> I mean, I hated school. My favorite subject was recess. Now, <laughs> who's going to take and teach when they're, I mean, you Children's know, it's church. That's me. Yes. I don't want to do any of that stuff, but you know, it's like God will take a humble heart and he will make it what they, what he wants them to be. But before I ever got to teaching, the really exciting part was I had a pastor come in our church, a new pastor, Pastor Jeff Whitaker, 
and he was a young, snot-nosed kid <laughs> that had attended the church, and um, he was so on fire for the Lord. Yeah. And I remember him telling me that I nobody was called into a church to sit in the pew. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That we needed yeah. to figure out what God wanted us to do. That's well, right. that just lit a fire under me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what he what he wanted me to do, but I was sure that he, he told me yeah, he told me yeah. I wasn't supposed to just sit right. there. So right. I really what started seeking out what Christ wanted me to do. Right. But see, he prepares you for all that. Before I got to that, as I said, I went to everything I could that had to do with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I went to a Bible study taught by a very dear saint that's went on to be with Christ, um, Darla Basor, and she taught me so much of the word of God and all these people that spoke into me and from the beginning till the time that God had me raised up to be where I needed to be. I'm thankful for those people that were faithful and did that, but he gradually took me where I needed to be. One of the cool things that we used to do, um, we would go and we would go to the visit, the older Mm -hmm. ladies at that time I wasn't older. (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was a younger so, person okay. homebound home people I guess. <laughs> the shut-ins right? yes. you know yeah, you were the shut-ins, shut-ins, right? I was not no. the shut-ins and right. I used to laugh about um, everybody wanted to know when I was going to come to the a group that they had for the older people and I said when I got old well I was already past old enough to be there, but I just <laughs> never felt that was the yeah. direction I was yeah. wanted to be uh, in. But so Christ is, has did some really miraculous things, and all I can say is, if I could speak to a young person that's just beginning their walk with Christ, is stay humble, mm-hmm. get in the Word, mm-hmm. be teachable. Yes, have a teachable. Be teachable, mm-hmm. and. It's okay to not be perfect. Right. Yeah. It's okay to, he will use that in you. Yeah. And I, I, as I look back at my life, I, I, the people that I would go pray for the, I would, I would do anything the Lord wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get so excited. I, when Greg asked me to do this, it seems like my past the past, when I started my walk with Christ has been so, so long ago. It's like, that's all past, and I've stayed active in Christ, where my testimony is fun every day. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to set back right. Right. and and right. think. I mean, God did some miraculous things through me. Right. My um, nephew, it was in he died in 1999, and when he went into the hospital, he wasn't expected to live. Yeah. And I would go up to the hospital every day and, and stay with him. I would get up and go at 6.30 in the morning so I could hear what the doctor had to say. Yeah. And I, when we were in, there in intensive care, I would sit in the intensive care, care waiting room a lot because you, he was in an induced coma, so there was nothing we could really do. Okay. So And God would tell me things. And one of the really cool things that happened... He would tell me to go pray with people and for people. And one of the things he did, there was a two men that were probably in their 50s. And they were talking about if they should unplug their mother. Oh, mm. wow. They yeah. were really stressed out. You know, one of them wanted to, one mm. of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, conflict. So, yes. that That's such a hard spot to yeah. be in. And I, I, was, I, I was listening to mm-hmm. what they were saying. 
And then they got in a little scuffle and one of them left and there was one sitting there and God said, go over there and tell him he does not have the power to make his mom live or die. Oh, yeah. That only he, God, wow. had the power to do that. Wow. Mm. And to not take that burden on. He was the one that didn't want to on plugger because mm-hmm. he, he thought he was okay. killing his mom. Yeah. Okay. And I said, you gotta understand what God is saying is if you unplug your mom and she lives, that's God's will. Right. If you unplug your mom and she dies, that's God's will. Yeah. Well, he listened to me and then he got tears rolling down his eyes and he said, I want you to know I'm a Christian. I was I'm a backslidden Christian. Oh wow. I served the Lord for many years and he said, I've walked away and he said Thank you. Yeah. Then I then it, he left, and I didn't. I just thought I would never see him again, of course, because how right, God puts right. people in out of your life. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like three days later, and I came in, and he he came, he was waiting for me, and he said, "I have to tell you what happened." <laughs> he said, "We went up, and I talked to my brother, and I said, okay, 'Okay, I'm all right with it. We're going to unplug her, and whatever happens, we just.'" It's going to happen whatever yeah. way God wants it to do. Well, she, she, they unplugged her. She didn't die, but she didn't wake up right away. Mm-hmm. And he said that night they were sitting in her room, and she sat up and she said, what are we going to have for supper tonight? And he was so <laughs> oh excited. Oh, my goodness. Yes, wow. it was so exciting. And that that's the kind of things God will let you do if you're if you're open wow. to it. Yeah. Are you going to listen? Right. Are yeah. you going to listen or you're yeah. not? Yeah, because yeah. you walk over to a total stranger. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I had Obedience. a lot of those cool, yeah, cool, yes. cool things. Yeah. Yes. I, I think one of the biggest challenges for pastors is motivating their people to get out of the pew, like you said. Yeah. And and that's right. Well, and there's imagine so many the things that we could we yeah. could do right. that there's, the body well, there, of Christ could do yes. if people would just, you know, yeah. get out of the yeah. pew, so to speak, like you said. Yeah. Well, that they yeah, that was really for well, me it was life altering for right. him to say that to me. Mm-hmm. Because I really wanted to be all I could be for Christ, but I didn't know how to. I didn't right. know there was I didn't know as a just a person. Yeah. I thought only pastors had the ability to do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't even think God could use you for such things as that. Right. right. Because it's, you're a little scared when God tells you to go do something like yes. that. Because you're right. thinking, I sure hope it's from God. Right. Right. You know, right. this could be really, and don't let it be myself, you know. But if you have that unction in your heart, follow it. Yeah. Really follow it. And, you know, it's funny because moving on past that, that was in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. Then mm-hmm. life happened and... Um, hum ho. My my spiritual walk just went on kind of a even keel a plateau. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like I I wasn't using the zest that I I didn't have that same zest for a while that I had. Mm. Right. But you know, God has a way of um, moving you forward mm-hmm. and getting you back. Right. So I'll go all the way. I could. People, I could tell you so many miracles that the Lord did, but we would be here for five, six hours if I shared all the wonderful things that Christ let me be a part of. Yeah. But he, in 2013, we're going to go to 2013 now. Okay. Um, my husband came home from work and he said that his boss, Rick Blake, was going to start a South division of his company. And he said, would you be willing to move there? 
Because you're living in Michigan. Because I'm living in yep. Michigan, yep. and I've been there my whole 63 years of life. Mm-hmm. I have all my cousins, aunts, uncles that I love very much and I'm very close to, and my Me. siblings. <laughs> great, and my, yeah, my, this about you, isn't it? Yes, and my, <laughs> yes, and my children, they were, all, they were all there, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I could do that or not, but then... I had a, I, I guess at the, even at the very beginning, God was starting to work with my heart about mm-hmm. moving because my first instinct would have been absolutely positively no. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not moving anywhere. Yeah. But I said, oh, I don't know. And that shocked my husband. I was like, are you kidding me? She might even be open to this. Mm. So I started praying about it. I said, let me think about it, pray about it. And I started praying about it. And God said, he told me in my heart, he said, if you don't move to South Carolina, there will, th- will be things that you will never see. If you follow me and move to South Carolina, you're going to th- see things happen yeah. that will not happen unless you move. Well, I do. I'm just in love with Jesus. So it's like, okay, I'm sad, but my we're just... Mm-hmm. And, and I did feel, I have to say I have a wonderful husband, and he's always been good enough to, to let me put him on the back burner. And he's not demanding. He's just a, a good man. And yeah, I you, thought, you do church things and he yeah, worked. And, he, yeah, he would. He, you worked he, for free. He, yeah, I worked for free. <laughs> <laughs> the bills, yeah. I worked for free and he works you, very hard. Yeah, right. She gets excellent benefits, yes, for, benefits for working yes. for free. <laughs> yes, very much so. And, you know, it's like maybe it's his turn. I thought maybe it is his turn. He's always wanted to go south. He hated winters. He hates cold weather. He just hated it. Yeah. So I thought, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe it's time. And, of course, when I told my kids, they didn't believe I would move. Nobody believed. The church people, nobody believed I'd move because I'm just not the type to head out and go to yeah. South Carolina. And I said, well, I think we're going to. So I got all excited, decided I'm going to move South Carolina, and then Rick chooses somebody else. Oh. And Dick comes home and he tells me. <laughs> I didn't know that part. Yeah. Really? He, yes. He came home and he tells me, oh, they're not going to have me go. They're going to have this other, and I don't know who is, I can't remember his name, but he was That's a younger okay. guy. Sure. And he he was younger, so they were thinking they would have a lot more years with him if they moved him, <laughs> probably, than us. We're, I mean, we're getting to, we were just getting to be blessed to be able to be yeah. in our retirement. Yeah. But yeah. they were like, he was like in his um, late 20s. And I was mad. Mm. I said, all right. When Dick called me, I said, yes, yes. I know when he, I was picking up one of my kids from Edwardsburg school and I was in the bus line and he called me and told me that we were going to go. And I said, you're kidding me. I said, I am mad. (laughs) And he said, what? And I said, I'm mad. You got me all psyched up about moving to South Carolina. Now we're not. I'm just mad. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) So I was mad. And I, I wasn't getting my way then. <laughs> and God I, said I was going to see things. <laughs> yes, I'm thinking, yeah, what is this all about? Yeah. Yes. So, but then um, God in his grace and his mercy let the, the young man's wife get pregnant. And his, the grandparents said, you can't move to South uh, Carolina. Yeah. You got to stay in Michigan with us. So he turned it down. So we were the backup, but we got here. But see, God knew that you, he he wanted you to be obedient, but he also wanted you to want it. 
Yes. Do you think if you that wouldn't have happened, you might have always That's thought, good. oh, maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. have. Yes. Did I? But, but he makes Did I do he the puts right you, thing. He yeah. puts you there where it's got to be something you want. Yeah. So yeah. you don't That's look back good. with regret. Well, yes. and, and by you guys moving, I mean, of course, our whole world kind of fell apart because we had always been so close and everything. But God even spoke to us and said, it's time for you to stand on your own two feet. Yeah. Mm, yes. You know, yeah. because yeah. you had been our spiritual rock for such a long time. It was now time for us to walk that right. by ourselves. Right. right. You know? Which you could not have did what you're doing today. That's right. If you had not been alone for three years. Right. right. Because Kelly and I were mother and daughter. And I mean. Right. Yeah. We talked about everything. We talked all the time. Right. And, and we were together. Everything. Yes. And here we are. <laughs> Lord, you can't do this. And I remember the day that we left and we were pulling out of Greg and Kelly's driveway. We told them goodbye. Yeah. And I remember backing out and start and start crying. And Dick said, are you all right? And I said, I'm all right. And I'm going, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to miss her. Yeah. And it's like, it did open up a whole new world it for did. us. But and yeah. God, God knows how I need family. So I moved here in August and my oldest grandson moved here in September. He, caught, he had been in um, Mexico on a missions trip and he said, Grandma, when I come home, can I stay with you instead of going to Michigan? Mm-hmm. I like the nice weather. I said, sure. And then in December. We sent Courtney. <laughs> Kelly sent her daughter, Courtney, who had graduated from high school. So I was blessed. I had two grandkids, oh. not yeah. my kids, but two grandkids with me. To, to So you weren't alone. So yeah. I wasn't alone. Because you had to start all over. You, you didn't have any friends there. It wasn't no. like you were going. Yeah. yeah, and that was the difference. Dick was very satisfied at the very first because he came down with people he knew, the six other people from that Edgewater. Yeah. Yeah. So his life didn't change. Right. Mm-hmm. It was mine. Right. Mine changed very drastically. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why God had to prepare you the way he did. Yes. So when all this was going on, you even even in the turmoil, you had the peace yes. of knowing. All through it. And yeah. then God, he has a sense of humor because I we had to find a church right away. And we said, I told Dick, we can't, we can't even go one Sunday without church. We have to get right back in the yeah. thing. So because, you know, before you know it, you've missed a month and right. you don't have a church and no accountability. And there you are. And you're not plugged in anywhere. Yes. Yep. And and he was fine with it. But God, in his sense of humor, put me in a Baptist church. Now, there's nothing wrong with Baptist people. They're beautiful. But I was used to a spirit-filled church. Yeah. Yep. So that was very different. But then again, I knew God's in control. And I said to myself, when I get to South Carolina, I'm going to go behind my husband instead of in front of him. Mm. I'm sick of being the leader. Mm-hmm. It's out of order. Yeah, It's out of order. And God had already dealt with my husband because he was ready to step up. Yeah. Yeah. So our life totally did a drastic change mm-hmm. when, right. when in the Lord, too. Yeah. Because he's put, I have wonderful, wonderful, beautiful Christian people that I've met in South Carolina. Right. right. And I believe that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. But it it's totally different than Right. It was a uh, um so it, it, I for me I when I want to think about it and I see you know like what God did, it was like a spiritual like spurt of growth where you know you you were you you were a Christian, you were saved, you had your family. You get in that comfortable Mm-hmm. area yeah. you know yeah. and, and yeah. it's like exactly. almost like you you god still can use you but you're not mm-hmm. maybe you just get comfortable you're not doing what you, well your, your spiritual ears aren't as open exactly. as they were mm-hmm. that's exactly. why it's not using you that yeah. way and right. then you moved and it was like boom yes. you just had a 
a big growth spurt. Yes. And so did my husband. Yes, he and did. That, that yes, I mean, he he's a totally different man. Yep. Right. As he was he in 2013. The, the Lord has did a, a lot of work in him also. And if I see all of the miracles that's come from right. that move, mm-hmm. which right. right here is Kelly and Greg. Right. Yep. Yeah. And and then we got we got um a a beautiful church family. We helped actually we helped start start a church. church. Yeah. It started in our home. Yeah. And um that was a wonderful experience and it was different. We were a part of that too for a year and that that was really neat. It was really a blessing wasn't from the ground up. Yeah. That was fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And so God God gave us all these wonderful things. And it was going, everything was going really well. But then last year, yeah. in January, January 10th, I discovered I had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a whole new chapter, yeah. a whole new experience for me. I'm not a person that um, has been sick. Right. I've been blessed with good health right. and ability to pretty much do anything I wanted to do. And um, when you get the diagnosis of breast cancer, it makes you think about, wow, I could die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this really is serious stuff. And, and um, Christ has uh, grown me up in a new way, uh, did a new thing. Always be ready for the next chapter. Yeah. Because you're not going to, if you are living for Christ, and you're being all that Christ wants you to be, you're going to change. Right. Things those, are going to change in your life. And the chapters aren't always going to be happy endings or, right. or good right. reviews. Yes. <laughs> you're not always going to be on the mountaintop. Yes. It's so true. So true. Yeah. And so as a family, we had our own little struggles with that. I yeah. mean, um, Greg and Kelly had to decide if they were willing to mm-hmm. be follow the Lord to Missouri. Yeah. That was a big thing because they didn't want to leave me. Right. They didn't want to leave me in the midst of, I had, I had went through the chemo and Kelly had been able to be with me and her and my daughter-in-law, they took me to all of my doctor's appointments that were very good. But when Greg got the call or the text or i'm not sure yeah, yeah, what text. it was yeah. yes and he, he, he a little give you, of both yeah <laughs> a, a, a little um and he when they told me i was so excited yeah i was hoping you were gonna say no don't go down. That's, no. That, that's, <laughs> but that's you didn't what, you said get out of here yes <laughs> that yes. is what amazes me about just about god like if there's one thing that we've learned you know, or that I feel like I've learned. That's just I never would have learned this. You never. If if we wouldn't, if you don't, are not obedient, you miss out on so many things that you yes. learn. Yeah. Because what we've learned is, you know, going through that. That was that was really a hard. Yes. That was hard. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you're still you're still fighting. You're still you know you're in that battle. But God gives you such a peace. Grace in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Grace. I can't, grace. I, I don't mm-hmm. even know how to describe it. And, and, and I've learned that there's no answer sometimes, but just prayer. Yes. Very right? much so. Yeah. Just prayer. Just relying on the Lord and just letting him take you through your life. And how do you even explain that to somebody? Huh? I, I don't <laughs> think you can. I mean, you no. know, and it, it's like, that's, that's our God though. He's so graceful. 
Yeah. And so wonderful to us. And even in your the, with the breast cancer, that's opened other doors of ministry up to you, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. To, to yes. reach other ladies. And yes. even uh, when you were on chemo, mm. you had a group there that what you were ministering yes. Yes. to and with. Yes. Yeah. And well, and, uh, I was, I'm getting a new excitement again. See, guys, like I said, I'm almost 70 and I'm getting a new wind. Yes. A new end of the spirit. (laughs) It's so exciting. I went through that year of um, soaking with the Lord. And you did feel before that, you did feel like... What, what am I good for? Yeah. What mm-hmm. What do I have left to give? What mm-hmm. What What God? What am I going to do? What, you went through a, a valley. Yes, I did. And you and know then what? You really got deeper. Yes. You know. And mm-hmm. I let the devil lie and tell me that all God wanted me for do, to do now was bake cakes and feed people because I love to cook. Because your hospitality, oh, and we and love I, to yes. eat it. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and my gift definitely is hospitality. Oh, I yeah. love to have people with me yeah. over, right. spend the night, whatever you want to do. I just love that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I've already experienced all these wonderful miracles in my life. And he's just, um, I've got to be part of so many wonderful things. Now it's my time to just rest, I guess. And I'll Mm -hmm. enjoy that, Lord. I'm just going to rest. And I'm going to, the church left our house and it got its building. And that was right before all this happened. So as you became a professional shopper. Yes, I did. Oh, shame on me. Wow. What do women do when they have nothing else to do? We shop. <laughs> yes. And my, as my husband would say. Idle minds. He, he, he laughs and he says, well, people like me just like to buy things so they can give other things away. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah. He said, I'm good, good at that. It's good to be on the it's receiving end of yeah. that. God, I, I just, but, but uh, you know, it's like, yeah. it's funny because. I came to uh, Missouri to see my daughter, and I had given her some stuff um, that I had taken <laughs> on my bedroom, and it's in her bedroom. And I thought, this is really a cute bedroom. <laughs> Looks <laughs> familiar. Recognized, yes, and I recognized it, and I thought, I wonder why I got rid of this. This is really cute. So you could bless me. <laughs> yes, but she, it's so true about the idle hands and the idle yeah, mind. I mean, yeah, you know, it it's is. like, well, I guess all I'm going to do is shopping yeah. till yeah. I drop and that's going to be my life and just have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's all gone because I got a new, like I said. Well, and God showed you. Time what is, is it short. Is, what are you yes. doing? And yeah. one of the things that I can say that I learned from 2013 to 2019 is how to stir myself up. Yes. Yeah. Because I um, learned how to get that Christian music on that worship music mm-hmm. and pray in the spirit and just be what God, just yeah. be with God for hours all by myself. And I, I would think this is okay. I mean, I'm just people cause I'm very people person. Yes, you are. Yeah. So yeah. not having the people was hard, but mm-hmm. I thought, no, this is all right. God, I get yeah. this. This is really good. And that is what put, has put me into the new. And that's what got you spot. through. Yes. This last year and right. showed me, no, I'm not done. Right. Mm-hmm. He set me down to show me I wasn't done. Right. Right. He, I'm still alive and I'm not done. Right. And it's like I have gotten a new fresh wind and I know um, I'm I'm going back. I had stopped my Bible study mm-hmm. because I had, uh, you know, had gotten sick and I'm going, I'm starting my Bible study back up. Amen. And I'm just excited. And I went to go see my um, oncologist last week before I came here. And I was so excited. And now this is a little thing, but it's a huge thing at the same time. 
I used to be so acute to hearing God's voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could hear that quiet, still voice mm-hmm. really good because I had been so obedient. Yeah. Yes, I had been so yeah, the more blessed. obedient you are, the more you yes. hear. Yes, and and it's like the more you're you're waiting for the voice. Mm-hmm. Right, you're not surprised That's by good. it. That That's was good. the difference. You're yeah. waiting to hear His voice. That's how I lived my life for many years. And I had I had just um, gotten lazy, I guess I'd say, and just got in the comfort zone and comforted and zoned out for a while. But I I've been praying, Lord, give me that heart back that wants to share you and and wants to see people saved mm-hmm. and and miracles done and take all the ugliness out of me, all yeah. the worldly stuff, all the all the jealousy. Yeah, all the envy, all that stuff, and I'm not jealous about material things because God's blessed me abundantly. I'm talking about spiritual things. Mm. Don't covet spiritual things either. That's God good. will give them to yeah. you. God yeah. will give them to you. You know, if you want right. to be all that you can be for Christ, He'll let you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all it's all your call. Yeah. And one of the things I, I've been praying that God will take my heart, uh, my hard heart, and um, mold it into softness, so I can hear His voice. And I've been praying like this. Well, probably since Kelly and Greg left, because I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm I was sad. I was happy and sad when they left. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy because they were fulfilling their walk with Christ and they were being obedient. But I was sad because that took my daughter that lived five minutes away, mm-hmm. away from me that I saw every day, yeah. sometimes two or three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. And it went back to the whole home. What am I going to do? But see, God puts people in your life. And he takes them out. He does. It's all seasons and chapters. Yeah. And so for the last four months, I've been praying, God, do something. I just, I need more than this. Mm. I, I don't want to just talk to friends. I want to do Jesus again. Yeah. And I went to the oncologist last week and I went in, I had to have blood work done. And when I went in there, there was a, a lady about my age, older lady, and she was sitting in a wheelchair and they took her back to draw her blood before me because she had gotten there first. And she had been there like 20 minutes mm. inside there. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. And pe- they're getting more people in there yeah. trying to get the blood because they couldn't draw. the wasn't getting any blood. And then um, they called me in because doc- my doctor was waiting for me. So they were just going to do me at the same time in yeah. this little room. So they get my blood drawn. And I'm I'm praying in the spirit. And the Lord says to me, pray for her. And so I I was praying. And then I got up and I was getting ready to go to the next part. And God said, no, lay hands on her and pray for her. I had not did that in a long time to be obedient like that. I mean, I pray with my family. I pray with, I mean, well, let's pray Christian Mm. people, but in the atmosphere, that boldness. Right. I yeah. want that boldness again, where I don't care how right. they accept what I do, yeah. but right. I just want to do it for Christ. Because you're in public, you don't know yes. her. She doesn't know you. And yes, yeah. is and she, is she, is she, yeah, she going to be? But yeah. God knew her. But God knew yeah. her. That's yeah. so good. He did. Mm-hmm. And so when I got by her, I said, "Is it all right if I pray with you?" And she said, "Sure, oh sure, I'm fine with that." And I laid hands on her, and I prayed over her, and then I just left, and I prayed in the name of Jesus, let this next stick work. And then I left and went on to my doctor's, into the doctor's office, and um, they did what they do. They took my blood pressure and all, and weighed me, and then they put me in the room. 
And then when my doctor came in, Dr. Gokoko, when he came in, he said, hey, I got a message for you. And I said, what's that? And he said, the lady just, some lady just poked her head in the door and said, tell that lady with the white hair that it worked. And I said, oh, praise God. You know, I was so excited. (laughs) And my doctor knows that I'm a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I've shared, I've shared it with him and he is too. Yeah. Yeah, And it was so exciting because it was exciting because I did it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't exciting. I mean, it was exciting that it worked and all the other stuff, but the people that that touches people. I mean, there are five people in there trying to get her blood. And that's how God works. He wants to show us glory. And right. There's no such, he knows when the situations are there. So it's like he said, you've got a bad girl. You go, there you go. You go girl. Yep. And that was really funny. Like one of your biggest, uh, your biggest cheerleaders is your, your oncologist. (laughs) Oh yes. He's he's a wonderful man. And you're in South Carolina. Your oncologist is your cheerleader. And he's Filipino. So yes. you're like, you're not, you know, it's like what God puts together in different places. Yeah, it's just, wonderful. you know, this mixture of, it's just God's family. You know, it's amazing to me how God works. And he reminded me, Dr. Gokoko reminded me um, after I was telling him a, a thing that another girl that has cancer in South Carolina was telling me she did. And I was telling him to see if he thought I should do it. Yeah. So I told him all the thing and he said, well, I'd have to look it up on the internet and make sure that. It drug reactions. That. Yeah, the yeah, drug reaction right. would be all right. Yeah. He said, first of all, and then I'll let you know. And I said, then you'll tell me if I should or not? And he said, no, I'll tell you if you can or not. Mm. But he said, he came over and he put his arm around me. He said, but I think the key is Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was Amen. so exciting. He reminded me of that. You yes. know, yeah. all yeah. those things. And is it the right avenue for that lady? Yes. Her yeah. cancer count went down tremendously by doing that. Right. But God will never be put in a box. That's right. And they told me in the very beginning of my cancer to own that cancer. That was my cancer. And nobody else's cancer was like mine. Yeah. Mm. Don't compare yourself, what they right. had to do to what you had to do. We're going to design this just for you. And God brought me to that doctor. So I have to believe that right. I am healed. That's right. right. That's and right. I am going to have many years. Right. right. And that's such a blessing. And no matter how many years you get, you're going to give them to the Lord, whatever yes, he... Yes, yes. Well, yeah. And that and that preaches because God's got a plan specifically for yeah. each one of us. Our yes. plan is not the same no. as and anybody else's. And the trial else's. we pick right. is not what we, you did not choose. Right. Oh, no. You know, would you, but look at how it brought you back. Yes. I mean, I just... Well, God and speaks that, through everything. Yes. And somebody said to me um, that this cancer is going to speak for you. And I said, you know what? I would never want to go through that year again. Right. Yeah. I have not enjoyed this no, year at all. No. It's, it's been hard, but I would never give up this year at the same time yeah. mm-hmm. because it has given me a new testimony and That's a right. new story. That's right. Yeah, you're and, not the same person you were a year ago. Yeah, and you know what I, I, I will say? If you're a Christian and you're listening to this, if you don't have a testimony about something's happened to you in the last year, I would pray and see if you're seeking Christ. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Because if you are seeking Christ, absolutely, you see something happening Amen. in your life, and All if you time. don't, yeah, yes. and if you don't, something's wrong, and it's you, right? Because God will continually <laughs> well, show no, you. Amen. That he does. You are so <laughs> right. Amen. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And and I mean, you know, just watching and seeing Greg and Kelly, um, God has taken my daughter and made her a new person. I mean, I really will say this. 
When I came, and she's not being nice either. No, I'm not. Be- <laughs> You're my mom. You're gonna say, it. Oh, yeah. "Yes, no, no." It, it's really exciting how God has humbled my daughter. Oh yeah. Anybody mm-hmm. that knows her would not believe who she is this day. Anyone that went to school with her or her family would never would not believe the person that she is today. Mm-hmm. The surrendered, humble person that she is today. I can't believe it. But I knew when my daughter was 12 years old and she sang her first song in church, I knew that she was going to do big things. And when I met Greg, I knew, I knew in my heart that God had something good for them. I did not know the ministry until it's been the last maybe two years that I knew in my heart that Greg was going to go into the ministry. I didn't know what, didn't know how. But I knew God had bigger things for him. It wasn't oh. just going to be going to a job. Yeah. Right. Because of his heart. He has mm. a heart for Christ. He has a drive for Christ. And it's never too late. No, it's not. Because we're old. There you go. <laughs> we're old to be doing this. Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at it thinking, wow. I, I don't, I, you know. It's so much truth. There's yeah. so much truth in that because yeah. Yeah. we I think. see so many people say, I can't do that. I'm too old. Like, I'm going to retire. Wait a minute. What are you retired yes. from? Yes. No. I can't teach Sunday school to them little yeah. kids. I'm 60 years old. I can't work in the yes. nursery. Well, yes, you can. I've got to, to do yeah, it. In the kitchen. Yeah. Clean it's the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Nothing God asks you to do. There's reward. There's reward. Yeah. It, it does, isn't always fun. There's definitely a reward. Well, that's what Pastor preached a sermon one yeah. Sunday about awards and rewards. Yeah. 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 You're not awarded yeah, sure. for it for sure. Right. There's right. always going to be a lesson be... in what he asked you yeah. exactly. to do, too. So exactly. Just, you know, be ready yes. for that. So. Yeah. That well, in, in closing, I think the whole point of the show today is go with Christ. Yes. Right. You know, don't limit him. Yes. There, he has no limits. Don't stop. Right. Don't stop. Don't stop. Right. Keep don't going. Stop. And we have a perfect chase. testimony of that don't. here yeah. today. So That's right. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Aww. Yes. We've enjoyed having you here. And uh, one thing I want to say to everybody, happy Thanksgiving yes. 2019 yes. Yes. and many blessings in the year to come and this Christmas and everything. So God bless every one of you. Thank you so much for listening. 